I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to a new episode of International Marmalade, a bonus in the Australian Jams podcast release schedule, I guess. Uh, This is a monthly edition, uh, and this is the seventh one. We've been doing this for seven months, Mix. We have. Hi, Gemma. We have. Hello. I'm Gemma Bassiani, by the way. (laughs) I'm Mix Everett. Yes, Mix (laughs) Everett. Um, I'm keeping it real casual today, having a bit of fun. Um, I've been looking at stats and specifically goal kicking spread numbers all morning. How about you? What have you been getting up to? I've uh, been teaching, doing a heap of marking, uh, kind of enjoying the fact that people are listening to Outside World, the show yeah, I spoke yeah. about last episode. And Gemma, we've got an episode from you coming up. I don't know. I think in the next few weeks. Oh, my audio files were okay. I think so. I've got to actually spend time so, listening to it and editing them, but full disclosure, <laughs> I with the social bubble rules that have just come in I say just come in place. They've come in place since um we last recorded yeah. um International Marmalade. Um because of those new rules in Victoria, it means that I've been going and working from my mum's house, my mum's balcony once a week to get out of the house and see a person. And I did it there because they have a beautiful garden and there's so much wildlife around and it's so nice. And it was kind of raining lightly, so it sounded really good. And then the moment I started recording, the neighbours decided to start their construction. And then the moment I finished recording, the construction stopped. Yeah, of course. So then when I recorded again, the construction started again. So if the files are unusable, I'm blaming my parents' neighbours. Um, and I'm sure that was a really fun intro to this episode as well, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, we, we can talk about... In fact, can I put a, a signpost here? Oh, God, I'm such a teacher. Um, yes. I'm a very different teacher to you. Let's clarify that really quickly. I swore in my class the other day and I was like, oh shit, this is being recorded. Don't do that. Oh, I swear in front of students accidentally all the time. I don't think it matters. They're uni students. It's not like they're five-year-olds, but it's still... exactly. um, They're young people. The fact that they're recorded makes me very nervous. Oh, see, we don't record our, our truths, so get away with blue murder. We can't. No. I mean, I, this is being recorded, so shit. Uh, <laughs> anyway, let, let's let's talk about something else. <laughs> we ju- we jumped on this chat, and uh, it's kind of been a nice, cathartic kind of thing to do over the months of um, heavy lockdown, because yeah. so often I, I'm recording things with people that I don't have that much rapport with already so you don't have these chats before you actually start recording as often um whereas with you every time we jump on we do have a catch-up first and it's been really nice to do that and I was just saying to Mix earlier that I um we both had our birthday since the last episode came out for one thing Mm. and the other thing we um 
we were both saying that we're kind of in a bad mood today and I was in a terrible <laughs> mood, but then doing stats just cheered me right up. So right now I'm like full of beans. I'm so happy. I'm having my first coffee for the day from my Louis Theroux mug and I'm just feeling great now, just talking. So I'm really sorry to everyone how crazy I'm going to be in this episode. <laughs> Dear listener, can I also mention that it's nearly three o'clock and she's having her first coffee. I just finished my third coffee at three o'clock. Normally, this is the other way around. I, I think this is representative of how bad a mood I was in this morning, I think. I uh, See, I can't start my morning without having a filter or, or an AeroPress. So context for people listening, today is a Tuesday that we're recording this, um, obviously on a different day that it comes out, um, and on Tuesdays I have to, in the mornings, get a bunch of stuff proofread and edited and get the Siren newsletter out before midday. So that takes up my Tuesday mornings every single week. So because I've been in a bad mood for the past couple of days, I got up out of bed, got straight on my computer, okay, I got dressed, um, and then got straight on my computer and... Was, have just been working since, so I never made a coffee. And then I was looking at numbers for the rest of the day and got really excited um, by the numbers. So then I was late to our recording because I desperately realised that I needed coffee before we recorded. So these are the these are kind of the phases I go through in my life is between extreme enthusiasm over looking at statistics um, or just being sad. So <laughs> there we go. <laughs> What about you? How how have you been coping now that we're in what feels like day 60-something of stage four? No, it feels like day 3,000 and something. As the most the most recent episode of um, Outside World, a, a really good friend of mine, Milivan, um, sent in some audio. And I met Milivan when I moved back down to Melbourne back in 20 halfway through 2015, after spending a few years in Sydney. And I used to teach with Milliban and, you know, he, he was also doing his PhD as well. And he sent in his audio this morning, oh, for, for, for the episode this week, sorry. And he said it's, uh, I'm not going to do his accent, but it's, it's day 3,462 of lockdown and, <laughs> and he's very kind of... Almost charming kind of way, um, yeah. So now I just all already think it's we've been in this for so long. That that's what I was getting to. We've been in this for so long. It's stuff day sixty, whatever. It's six thousand and whatever. We anyway. we okay. We have been in this for so long because I have bought new track pants. <laughs> I do not buy clothes. That is I the don't indicator. Buy clothes. Yeah, and it got to the point, and I have been at least three or four times a week putting jeans on because, you yeah. know, routine, but I have definitely been wearing track pants a lot more than I used to, and it got to the point where my track pants ripped so badly that I had to buy replacements, and I'm wearing the replacements <laughs> right now. They're very comfortable, but, you know, I don't buy clothes, and that had to happen, so I think that's an mm. indicator. Yeah, I, anyway. I've been wearing trackies, but then recently I've been wearing jeans more and more. I think I'm just kind of mm. willing myself into more of a normal kind of state of affairs. Yeah, especially going and working from my parents' place once a week. Mm. Putting jeans on for that has been good. Got yeah. my little routine going. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Anyway, um, should we <laughs> jump in and actually talk about some music now? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so you stole one of the songs I wanted to choose. I just want to put that right at the top. We won't be talking about it till nearly the very end, but I'm just flagging yeah. it now. He stole one of mine, but also it's because I didn't, I didn't get my songs in fast enough. So you know, it happens. And then you had to change one of your songs as well. But yeah, I did because I am, have been a mess. I told you, I didn't. I send you my songs at like 11 p.m. and you were like, one of these is Australian, Gemma. Oh like, <laughs> uh, look, I mean, I I feel that. I always think, oh, now, I just need to make sure this, this fella isn't from Australia. Each time when I'm pe- preparing songs, adding songs to my long list. Very disappointed in myself. Um, no, but what is good. your first song for the day, Mix? Um, <laughs> I wanted to talk about Bullion and their song, Yawn. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so, you know, what I've loved about doing International Marmalade with you, Gemma, is that... That you get to talk to me once a month? Well, yeah, and, and I'm so grateful that it's only once a month. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you'd go down that route. I'd probably be happy if I could only talk to me once a month too. <laughs> no, look, you're all right. You're all yeah. right. Um, but one of the things I love is that for so long, all I ever listened to was Australian music. So forcing myself out of that zone and into a zone where at least for a couple of days a month, I need to immerse myself in international stuff so I can figure out what songs to play. It's been such a great thing to do, in part because there are all of these names that crop up and all these playlists that I listen to that I don't pay any attention to because I know they're not local. Yeah. But there are some consistent names that I know like great labels um, represent. And Bullion is one of those. Um, I don't think I'd ever heard bullion prior to this and you know grateful that i did all that you know otherwise i wouldn't be speaking about their song on international marmalade um but yeah the new ep is called heaven is over and i mean i kind of think it's wild that the only lyric in this song is actually yawn um and the occasional you'll sleep another day yeah towards the end um, it feels so, pardon the choice of words, but it feels so sleepy as a song. But then the more you listen to it, the more you realise how busy and how detailed and incredibly layered the production is, which just like, yeah. just keeps you wide awake <laughs> to run down. Yeah. That it's funny. Line. It's funny that you like go down that route. I... I know I use this word a bit on both Australian Jams and International Marmalade, but this is very much a dreamy song. Mm. My favourite part of this song is when that second vocal, the male vocal, kicks in. Yeah. It just, like, changes the song that bit that in the second half of it, it sounds almost completely fresh at the same time. Not that it's bad before, but it just, like, levelled up with that extra vocal added in. Yeah. But to, to your dreamy point... I think because it is yeah. so, just repeats around the same motif for the whole three, whatever it is, or three or four minutes or whatever, however long it goes for, it does kind of put you in that dream state. But then when something else comes in, it's like it kind of jolts you out of it to an extent. Yeah. Or adds like, oh, hang on. Like you're kind of lulled into this easy kind of woozy kind of state, but then it's like, oh, there's something else. Yeah, um, yeah, and to not bore you with just repeating around this one motif for however long um, is a skill in and of itself, I guess, right? But then to add in something else that complicates that it. That was a motorbike at Mick's house, by the way. Just yeah, so that remember. was a motorbike. I was wondering if you could hear that. <laughs> it's driving down my street. I heard that, yeah. Yeah, anyway, I should... Sorry to interrupt but, you. No, that's all right. I should actually... Um, Eventually, one day, I'll get better soundproofing. We're renting. Yeah, it's fine. hard. Add some atmosphere. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I, I own my place, so I have shit everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, look, we have shit everywhere, but uh, <laughs> just not <laughs> just on the not wall. stuck to the just walls. not actual soundproofing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I just think this is such a cool, like, really cool song. Um, mm. There was another one... I forgot what it was actually called, but off the EP that I was thinking maybe I'll play this instead, but this yawn just, I think because it feels so unique and there is just literally those those two lyrics. Um, I don't know, just a real standout. Yeah. yeah. Do you, do you want to listen to a bit of it? Yeah, look, I reckon that could be a good idea. <laughs> um, this is Bullion with Yawn. We'll be back in a moment.
that was Bullion with a little bit of their song, Yawn. Gemma, what do we got next? My first one for the day is the song that I had moved out of my list of contention in order to choose apparently an Australian song for this podcast. <laughs> so it got it came back, which is good. Um, so Elohim, E-L-O-H-I-M, is an artist that I've kind of been aware of for, for quite a while. I, I came across them a number of years ago when I was planning a trip to the US and Canada for with one of my artists, one of my management artists. Um, 2017, that would have been. And it was quite a tumultuous year for me, so sometimes mm. it's not so great to look back on that year. But um, that... I. Elohim, discovering Elohim is one of the great things to have come out of that trip specifically. Um, I found them because I was looking for people to hit up once I was over there. And at the time, Elohim was a a fairly small artist um, signed to Neon Gold Records. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, it was, it just stumbled across them. And ever since then, I've been very much aware of their work. And this song is called Good Day, Bad Day. And it just hits this really good groove, particularly during the chorus that just like gets you kind of up and going. And and I think it works really well with the context of what the lyrics are, where it's like, it's almost motivational, the groove to it, the production to it. And then when you listen to the lyrics, it's very much like, keep going, um, just because today's a bad day, you can move on to tomorrow, that kind of thing. And it, it's like that kind of carries you through the bad part to encourage you to get to the good part, if that makes sense. And I thought it was really relevant to what's happening right now in the world, obviously. And I know we keep referencing it and it can't be a reference for everything, but it does feel very much like a, a relevant reference now. And, and there's some lyrics mm. that I've pulled out. One is, if today's a bad day, tomorrow's a new day. And then another is, we've got to celebrate when we get a good day. And I think right now, those are just such poignant things. And even going back to the top of the episode, before we even started talking about music, I was saying that I was having such a shit couple of days. And then I started looking at stats and numbers, and now I'm all happy again. It's like, it's so relevant. It's like, you got to push through the shitty thing to get to the good thing, even if the good thing doesn't necessarily last forever it's worth getting to that point and then persisting to get to another one of those points, I guess. And yeah, I found the production drives you to persist, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I had sort of thought that the lyrics were... So it's interesting that you read it as the lyrics kind of complementing or the production complementing the lyrics. And maybe I wasn't listening closely enough to the lyrics, but I heard this real kind of stream of consciousness um, displaying of difficulties with mental health. Mm-hmm. Like this real 100%. kind of vulnerability being like this central kind of part of the song. But then it's kind of juxtaposed and it completely goes against what you were saying about it complementing. I sort of heard it as juxtaposing against that upbeat kind of disco production. Um, yeah, big fan. Like this song a lot. I've but never I think heard that's, of LAM. that's. I think that's why it complements it, and I think that's the that's the point. I guess I I made not necessarily as eloquently as I would have liked is that <laughs> if it's shit like. It's it's a driving beat, right? And it doesn't necessarily fit with the shit time, yeah. but it drives you to get through to the better time where it does fit. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that that does make sense. Yeah, that's how I enjoyed listening to it anyway, and that's how I do enjoy listening to it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I like it. And Elohim has always had really incredible production to go along with all of their releases so Mm. um yeah i think it's such a key part of what they do that it's worth having that conversation anyway yeah i I, i'd never heard of them so really glad that you that you sent this one through super cool i was i was pretty sure you were going to be like i hate this (laughs) because you like hating the songs i choose now i did see that look on your face when i was talking about it like you were yeah. expecting me to to turn. 
Yeah, I was. I was fully was. Okay. Let's uh, let's see what everyone else thinks <laughs> if we play a little bit of Elohim's Good Day, Bad Day. Cause no one understands me Psychedelics in my brain But not the kind you take I say I hallucinate But that's just my dissociation Causing me some complications In a world of expectations That was a little bit of Good Day, Bad Day by Elohim That was my first song for the day We are up to Mix's second choice We are Um, I don't know if you know much of PC Music that whole kind of movement, I mean, I, I, guess. I am friends with Heather from Cry Club, which means I am very aware of <laughs> PC music. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously people, the most kind of famous, for want of a better word, version of PC music is a lot of Charlie XCX's production. Um, AJ Cook, who I'm about to talk about, has, I think, done some production for her and I think... Sophie's worked with um, her as well. And there's been a big record that's going around lately, 100 Gex. Um, yeah. yeah. Which is, that you know, is Heather all over. Almost, I feel as though it's being controversial as like people saying, is this music or is this just noise? <laughs> um, AJ Cook kind of goes along that line of melding sort of very aggressive, harsh sounds and almost bubblegum sort of super saccharine kind of sweet pop music, which I just think is, it's not music for my everyday, but it's music that I always find interesting uh, and, yeah, just very... I, I I definitely appreciate what's going on, like what's going into producing music like this. Um, you know, I think anything that messes with any kind of idea of what pop music is or just musical trajectories in terms of genre is, you know, important. That's how we, that's how new ideas develop, right? Um, mm. And I don't know, this sounds very, maybe a bit too... It's only one term I'm about to use, but academic for an Australian, well, a, a music podcast. Um, but it feels, this feels like true postmodern music. These just coming together of quite disparate ideas into one, one thing that is a, a whole sort of notion. Yeah. 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 I <laughs> look confused. I'm, no, I'm trying to work out the best way to phrase what I want to say. Um, first you, of all, I don't dis I don't dislike uh, this. Just to clarify, just so you're not being like she's about to knock this down. Um, <laughs> I do want to clarify. I, I won't be including this part of the song in the snippet you're about to hear. But when you do go to listen to the full song, which I know everyone does after they listen to an episode. <laughs> Of Australian Jams or International Marmalade, you then go and listen to the full songs songs mm. on a streaming service um, to, you know, support the, the artist. Um, when you're listening on headphones, be prepared for the intro of this song because it yeah. fucked up my ears. I've <laughs> got to say that. I had my headphones on. I had been listening to other music right before it that I listened to at what I had thought was a normal level. Oh, and then right. it went into this, and it completely destroyed my eardrum. So be careful of the intro um, yeah. if you're listening through headphones. The groove that this hits in the back half yeah. is amazing. Yeah. yeah. I love it so much. And I think personally, if it didn't have that intro, and I know the whole part of it is that it's quirky, it's this, it's that. But I think if it didn't have that first little part in it, this would be a song I'd chuck on a lot of playlists and listen to a lot. But because mm. of that part at the very beginning, it makes it inaccessible for me when listening to a lot of music, if that makes sense. Yeah. I have to prepare myself to go and listen to this because of that intro, but the back half of it, I would just put on driving and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. See, I kind of think that 
this song needs that intro to to kind of elevate it to to something above what a lot of these other kind of glitter I I had some phrase for this kind of music glittertronica yeah gl- glittertronica um like PC music there's a Australian guy wave race so kind of makes similar stuff um I think having that real harsh just noisy stuff at the top you kind of need that to then appreciate what happens in the second half or that's that's how I'm reading it I can respect that and I I fully understand if that's the way of grabbing people's attention to be more focused on this song mm. but I think in the process of doing that it's been made a little bit more inaccessible Yeah I mean I do Oh, maybe this is too wanky sounding, but I do wonder whether that's kind of half the point, whether it's sort of trying yeah, not to be fully, accessible. Fully. If that's the point, just have to accept the fact that this isn't going to be something that is going to get chucked on people's playlists and stuff like that. Whereas yeah. if it didn't have that bit at the start, it would be a playlist song, it'd be a summer song, it'd be this, it'd be that. So as long as you're aware as an artist or as part of the team releasing the song, that that's what the deal is 100 percent. like if that's the point you're trying to make make that point but for me personally i would i have to specifically choose to listen to it rather than it come on and me enjoy it that way like i enjoy a lot of other music Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and this has gone into a full like (laughs) conversation about how you listen to music and how some songs you pick out and some you just have in a playlist blah 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 yeah um i guess i guess it is a reaction or potentially could be a reaction to streaming and that kind of the nature of how we listen to music now and that's a whole other conversation i was just gonna Um, say that yeah that's sort of how i'm sort of understanding it and my the way i listen hasn't necessarily changed but i'm also you know, 36 years old. I'm not a kid in the early 20s who I genuinely feel listen to music and resonate with different kinds of sounds. They listen to music differently and resonate with different sorts of ideas and and noise. And what's happening at the beginning of this might make more sense to them than it does for us old fogies. a bunch of people in their early 20s. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, should we hear some of it? Yeah. Look, let's hear some of it. Uh, this is a little bit of Airhead from A.G. Cook. was a little bit of A.G. Cook and their track, Airhead. Gemma? It's time. It's time for my second song. It's time for your second song. It's t- <laughs> Why are we Why suddenly game show hosting? Darth Vader. <laughs> or Darth Vader. Oh, yeah, yeah a, a your, common... your reference probably more accurate than mine. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I don't know why I went weird just then, um, but I wow. did my second song. See, I have this bad habit. Because these episodes get released, uh, we record them a month apart. It's very easy to forget that you've cho- what you've chosen for the previous <laughs> song, a pre- previous episode, because um, you choose it so so much longer ago, and um, you maybe like say September, we record the first week of September. I might have chosen a song that was released early August. So by the time I'm choosing my October tracks in the first week of October. I may have forgotten that that came out. Did I choose a Benny song last time? I work from paper <laughs> notebooks, right? So, oh, and does. I go through them like you wouldn't believe. So I don't even have in this notebook my notes from the last International Marmalade. Anyway, you did choose a Benny song. You chose Snail last time. I just had see, a look at my notes. Yes. <laughs> see, I thought in my head that I had. Anyway, don't care. That is the point I'm trying to make, is that I don't give a shit 
<laughs> Today I have chosen Joji's song Afterthought. <laughs> with, I just don't um, give a shit. Whatever, mum. <laughs> yeah. um, went to a lot of effort to say that I didn't care. Um, I've chosen Joji's song Afterthought with a featured vocal from Benny. Um, it's from Joji's new album Nectar. It's beautiful, the album as a whole. I really love what Joji does. The album artwork is incredible. It's so simple, but really beautiful. Um, I just love everything about what he's done. And mm. this song I find so satisfying. And this is a pairing between artists that I didn't anticipate would ever happen, but has worked so perfectly. Yeah. Okay, Mix doesn't like this song. Here we go. Tell me why. No, I love it. Uh, yeah, you're okay. right. I don't like it. Your face doesn't say you I like it. I love it. Like that MasterChef thing where Matt Preston dropped the plate, said that was disgusting, and then it went to an an ad break with an ad for Paper Towel, which was genius product placement, and then we came back from the ad break and said, that was disgusting. Disgustingly good. And that, yeah, it was was pretty bad. So anyway, I love this song. It Um, makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah, I know. All I've so written, you do like this. I so love why, it. So why did you have a look of pain on your face when I was talking? Because I kind of wanted to fuck with you why. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to find your fun in, in all sorts of places, Gemma. And yeah, look. If I can mess with you a little bit, sometimes that's that's a little bit fun. And we, you know, within reason, and I don't want to fuck. Like, I don't want to mess you up too much. My phone is very hot, by the way, just like boiling my hand off. And it's listening it's to you. What? I mean, it is listening to you, but you know how your ears get hot when when somebody's talking about you. I don't know. This that was that was a bad analogy this... line. I don't know. I've lost my mind. I think so. So literally, I've written in my notes the word wowzers. Um, you are an old man, aren't you? Oh no, wowzers! Goodness gracious me! I mean, how cool is this song? I mean, you know how it's cool it is. It's so cool. It. Yeah. I'm just Instagramming while we talk. <laughs> I can see. Um, just so everyone else knows. I know you can see. Um, just so everyone else knows. That's fine. <laughs> it sort of reminds me, and not wanting to bring it back to something I've chosen, but um, I will. Um, it sort of reminds me of the Bullion track a little bit in terms of that low voice against this moving kind of driving kind of percussion, um, skitterish kind of percussion. Um, yeah, I, I, I love it. I think Benny's verse and those little vocal kind of embellishments that she does actually complement the song really, really, really well. I sort of wasn't... This isn't music I would necessarily listen to every day, but... It's testament to how pop music is changing, I guess, right? Or how it... Yeah. I don't know. But then that makes me sound like, oh, it's getting good. It's like, no, pop music's always been good. I'm just now resonating with some of the sounds coming in, coming out of it, I think. Um, yeah, the production's great. Joji is turning into a really great kind of soul, lo-fi kind of singer-songwriter. Yeah, I love it. Big fan. Yeah. Do you want me to fill any more whilst you're Instagramming? No, no. I I was listening the whole time. <laughs> I Instagrammed. I just got a really annoying email at the same time. So I was reading okay. the email. I do listen to what you say. <laughs> We're recording I just show really, here, Gemma. I'm really good at multitasking. <laughs> I just really like annoying mix because well, mix... I, I feel like it's really relevant to I this part you. of the conversation. But you're very like meticulous and prepared <laughs> and like want things to go a certain way, which is fine. Um, and I am just absolutely not like that. I mean, I take notes and I have notes, but like when we're recording, <laughs> like I could be doing anything and mixes just like really annoyed at me for not being professional, I guess. Um, no, so that's I... just what was happening there. But I fully agree with what you were saying about the whole like idea of pop music changing and how like there pop music means something different now. It doesn't mean pop music 
is a bad thing or ever was a bad thing. Yeah. But we're we're seeing artists that are making it seem cool to mainstream audiences, I guess, now. There's a lot more... I think it's reasonably objective to state that there's a lot more crossover sounds happening in pop music now. But, I mean, also that happened in the 90s. Think of how alternative music was mainstream music, essentially, in the 90s. So it's not like this is a new thing, really. I mean, in terms of the actual sounds that have been made, it's new, but sounds are always new. But I I think the thing is that big pop artists now, especially young pop artists now, um, could either be, you know, someone that came off a um, TV show or someone that came out of Disney or... Mm whatever is happening there or they could be Billie Eilish or they could be Benny like yeah there's no specific way to be a big pop artist in the world anymore and I think that is what's so exciting about it is pop has broadened significantly yeah and I think it's through again not wanting to make it too academic but the globalization of pop music as well think of the influence of k-pop and how that has in subtle ways changed the sound of of American pop music, for example. Well, not even that, just the accessibility of a different kind of artist. Like when you think of, and this is something I was teaching my students not too long ago, is how did pop artists become popular throughout the 80s and 90s, early 2000s? They were on a TV show or they were... I guess manufactured is the word to use. I'm using yeah. air quotations. That's how you became a big pop artist. Whereas now you've got Billie Eilish sitting in a bedroom with her brother, who's a good producer, writing songs and then breaking that way. Or you've got Benny or Lord doing those things from New Zealand. Yeah. In a, in a way that 10, 15, 20 years ago, there is no way they would have had the, they would have gotten through the door at, at a talent agency or a big label, they wouldn't have gotten past the first step based on what they look like to then go and do the music side of it. Whereas previously you had, it was gatekept by someone who, an A&R person who looked at you before they listened to you. Mm. Yeah. But then you also think all of these new kind of musicians, these bedroom producer style, for want of a better term, um, they are coexisting with, you know, there's still manufactured boy bands still oh, being fully, made. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean... But that's what know, I meant by it's, it's been broadened, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. But, I mean, bringing it back to this song and Joji, like, he was a YouTuber before he started mm. music yeah. properly. Um, and to think that... I mean, you know, many people would suggest, well, YouTube is kind of a, a, I don't know, heavy inverted commas here, dear listener, but a a factory of sorts in the same way that like K-pop, like BTS are a product of a production kind of factory. Don't, don't at me. Um, Definitely at mix. K-poppers harass him. (laughs) Oh, no, don't, don't bring them onto me. Um, But... YouTube kind of sort of fosters a a sense of creativity that uh, young people in particular, I guess, feel encouraged to to further develop and further develop and further develop through through other forms. Well, it's a freedom, isn't it? Yeah. Whereas, yeah. when you walk through and sign a contract at a lab- big major label. Freedom is the thing you don't have. It's as simple as yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, there's, yeah, it's a freedom. It's a freedom for some. So there are some people that can use YouTube well. And it's an issue of accessibility. It's an issue of, well, it's less than, becoming far less of an issue around uh, race and sexuality. But they still are kind of barriers for, for some folk in terms of being able to. Yeah, this whole idea of the democratization of music through platforms like YouTube, I just think, yeah, uh, it's but there's still well, it's like major calling, access issues. It's like calling 
footy broadcasting positions a meritocracy. There's no fucking way it's a meritocracy. I Always knew you'd figure back. out a way. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at a gift I was sent from WA uh, up on the wall that, like, reminds me of football, obviously. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Therefore, have to bring it in. I'll talk to you about that later. Um, should we actually listen to a part of this song? Yeah, yeah, let, let's get back to it. This is Joji with Afterthought featuring Benny on the vocals. was a bit of afterthought by Joji and Benny. We have been talking about ants in the break. Um, not going to tell you why. Mix has a final song, which is the song I wanted to choose. He stole it from me, so I am mad at him. I mean, only slightly more mad than you have been <laughs> for this whole episode, maybe. I don't know why. I've really had it in for you all episode. I really apologise. I'm really sorry. It's, no, you're not. It's been a wild week. Um, Don't lie. The song I stole, Gemma, and apologies for stealing, <laughs> having not known you were actually going to choose it, but but nonetheless, um, <sighs> is Romy's debut single, Lifetime. Uh, you probably know uh, Romy from the XX. Um, I never properly got around the XX. You you gasped. Oh, someone cool is excited about me live-tweeting the draft tonight. <laughs> oh, God. You're going to have such a big edit job. That's why I gasped. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. Fuck it. Um, yeah, no, I didn't either. My only, my only reference of the XX, other than knowing what the album cover looked like, mm. the rainbow thing, and knowing that they exist... Um, was I remember being at Falls Festival one year um, in the backstage tent and my friend that I was there with, who I was working with there, um, was really excited about Jamie XX being there. And my friend mm. is like six foot seven. <laughs> Jamie XX is not very tall. He's probably my height. And my friend was very... Uh, all he wanted to do was meet Jamie XX. The whole weekend he'd been talking about it. He knew that as media we were working backstage so it would probably come across him. And that was all he would talk about. And then he met him and it was hilarious to watch because he was like double his height <laughs> and like towering over Jamie. And it was just very funny to watch. So that is my reference for the XX. But this song, um, my good friend Georgia Cook who mm. works at Remote Control Records in Melbourne. Um, they obviously do all of the XX's stuff and um, Romy's stuff in Australia, and she's a publicist. So yeah. she's been talking this song up for a while and, and has worked her butt off um, in preparation for this song's release. And when she sent it to me, I was just absolutely floored by this. Like, Romy is amazing. This song is, like, just the most perfect pop song. Yeah. And also has that, like... It kind of reminds me a bit of the Elohim song in terms of the sentiment in the lyric. Like, yes. it's both super positive and super negative at the same time, if that makes yeah. sense. It, like, I, I never got into the XX because they were, for me, I mean, this is, they kind of were coming up when I was sort of in the heyday of running MAMP, the old music blog yep. I used to do. Um, and everybody raved about them. And I just always thought they were so sad and emo that... It's just too sad for me. Anyway, I'm a bit of yeah. a sad boy, but not that sad. Like, it was just, it was too much. Um, you're more like, okay, while we talk about sad boy. <laughs> yeah. You are more, you're more like, I'm sad, so I'm going to listen to rave music. Not, I'm sad, so I'm going to listen to really sad music. Just, yeah. Because there's two ty- two kinds of people, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll listen to some, like, sort of some hard techno. Some weird skitterish AG Cook kind of stuff. 
to when I'm feeling a bit weird. Yeah, which yeah. will kind of realign my brain, I guess. Um, yeah, this this song though, like the one word I think of is romantic. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Not that I'm a romantic person, but I understand the notion of what should sound romantic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it's got like that slightly dreamy quality to it. And again, I'm using that word... But, like, it does have that on top of the... I think it's the way the vocal soars a little bit. Yeah, it there's has something in Ronnie's it. voice that yeah. gets a a very sincere kind of romance. Yeah. There, there's, a, like, a tone in her voice that, that I haven't heard other singers kind of be able to, to reach that kind of quality. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it's what kind of blew me away is that this is her debut single. I thought that um, they had been making music for for quite a while, or oh, solo stuff for quite a while. Not as Romy though. Um. Okay. Like if you look at Spotify, mm. I'm gonna burn my fingers with my burning hot phone again. Um, <laughs> if you look at Spotify, that previous album does come out under the same feed. Um, but this is the first one under that huh. name specifically. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah, Seesaw Club, Loud Places. Um, they're, yeah, In Colour. So they that's a Jamie XX album yeah. uh, that Romy featured on. But Romy hasn't actually done anything else just as Romy. Huh. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, I, I ended up reading some stuff about this song because I was intrigued. And, yeah, they did say, everybody was saying debut single, which I just yeah. sort of found. So, yeah, that's perhaps the most astonishing part of this yeah. song in many ways because they've been around for, the XX were around quite a while ago. Yeah, 2015 was when In Colour came out and that was Jamie XX on his own after yeah. the XX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I yeah, I love this song. Um, do you get a bit of Sinead O'Connor Cranberries vibes from the voice too? Oh, um, yeah. It's yeah. got that quality to it. I mean, it's it's English. She's English, right? Or the other two British. are Irish, but sure. But yeah, same same ballpark. Just because you're from the same place doesn't mean same you broad, sound the same as. Uh, also, both... Irish people would be very mad know, at you for yeah. saying that. I am sorry to 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 my own all uh, of our ancestors. Irish listeners. All yeah, of, aren't all you of my Irish? family. Yeah, I mean, going going way back, but um, yeah, I I can hear that. I think. Are you listening to the song right now? I literally, yeah. I've got it on low. <laughs> yeah. so. my, my trademark play for International yeah. Marmalade. Just have the songs on I low. Feel... Yeah. <laughs> I don't do that. I just, again, seat in my pants kind of person. 
Um, yeah, should we hear some of it for everyone at least now? Yeah, let's let's let everybody else hear it, not just in my own ears. Uh, this is a bit of Romy with Lifetime. That was Romy with a little bit of her debut single, Lifetime. Gemma, final song. What do you got? I don't know why my voice went weird. I could sing a song, but I won't. What, 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 Please don't. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. My last song. Uh, I've chosen Can I Believe You by Fleet Foxes. Um, and this is something I've kind of done last Australian Jams episode with Liam McGorry and if probably the last International Marmalade episode as well. Being in lockdown, finding all these songs that hit nostalgic notes for me mm. um, and really latching onto them. And this is one of them for me. Um, for some reason, it reminds me of being at Splendour in the Grass in 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, Fleet Foxes didn't play, but this song fully takes me back there. I think uh. maybe because of the slight comparisons you could make I guess to the shins and the shins played but also just the feeling I get when listening to this song it takes me back to that time that was when I was still like working full on in music and running a blog and managing bands and you know being 21 and jumping on the road and driving 16 hours to Queensland to go to a music festival New South Wales I guess go to a music festival whereas like now that's not only because of the pandemic, but just like general life is just not something that I would do mm. now, you know? Mm. And it just really took me back into that kind of place. Um, I really love Fleet Foxes. I love that kind of music where it's it's indie rock, but it's still quite, um, I guess, delicate's not the word, but it's lighter. It's not It's not heavy music at all. And it's very much focused on that kind of light and airy feeling you get when listening. And it's from their new album called Shore. The whole album kind of has that feel to it as well. And yeah, I just really enjoy the song. Yeah. This, so again, Flea Foxes were a band that I always appreciated, but never properly kind of got into. It was just a bit too, I don't know, lilting, lilting indie. If that's a if that's a new genre, yeah, just I mean invented. that's the shins in and out, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, this feels like a classic Fleet Foxes song, and I guess to your point, it it feels nostalgic. Um, I really like how they mess with time signatures in this mm. song. There's like there's a real idea of economy of song here. Um, no, there's no faffing about, nothing overstays its welcome, everything's just has its place and then it's on to the next, which is, yeah. I always am so drawn to that in, in any kind of song. Um, and in fact, Liam, it's funny you say Liam McGorry, but some of the work they did in uh, Dorsal Fins uses similar sorts of ideas around economy of song. Um, yeah. Yeah, I... They're yeah. geniuses. They're musical geniuses. Yes. Yeah. I'm talking about dorsal fins. Yeah, yeah, no, same. Fleet Foxes are great too. Um, yeah. Don't know them personally though. Can't attest to it. Yeah. Liam though, musical genius. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Also, yeah, I, really I like nice this. dude. <laughs> We're talking about different things. <laughs> Liam's really nice. You should go yeah. and listen to that episode I did with him. That's, no, that's I where I'm getting I actually do listen to it. Um I listen to all the episodes, of course. Um, Why, thank you. Actually, yeah, you do randomly send me just really nice notes about episodes. I'm just like, this uh, is so nice. Yeah. I never send anyone positive things about things they do. (laughs) I just hope to do it in the hope. I just do it in the hope that uh, people send me positive things. Eventually it'll happen, you know. No. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm tugging at my collar right now, if anyone's wondering. Uh, um, yeah, no, I, I, I really, really like the song. It's It feels very classic Fleet Foxes. Um, the economy of song thing is something that really draws me in here. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's let's listen to a bit of the final song for the day. Um, Can I Believe You by Fleet Foxes. was a bit of can i believe you by fleet foxes uh mix just had an aneurysm during the break he started talking and then just stopped talking <laughs> so uh, with that being our last song mix now that you've recovered from your brain bleed um mm. what have you got coming up what do you want to talk about um i want to talk about looking forward to not teaching that'll be fun uh <laughs> by the time but by the time the next episode happens, we I would have hopefully finished all of my marking for the year. Um, I'm sure there'll be a few. I didn't finish teaching until December. Oh, well, literally, we're in week 12. No, week 11 at the moment. Week 12 is final Your semesters, week. I'm trimesters. That's yeah. why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of the, we're one of the few unis, I feel now, that is still stuck in semesters. Um, and at one of the other places I work, I don't teach at but work Deacon and you, you'd know this having worked at Deacon for a while. Oh, for many years. <laughs> um, also have a partnership with Deacon right now. Uh, uh, oh yeah, you do. With Siren, our wonderful, wonderful intern Brielle from Deacon. She's amazing. Uh, yes. Deacon does have trimesters. Yes. I know it. I know it very well. <laughs> um, that place haunts my dreams. Um, what else have you got going on? Um, yeah, so look, I'm looking forward to having, essentially having some more time to myself, having some weekends back where I'm just not furiously marking essays. Um, and in that free time, I'm going to be investing even more time into outside world. Um, it's been going really, really well so far. We've had a heap of people send in um, audio and I'm producing a few more episodes this weekend to to start going out again on Monday. Um, yeah, it's been it's been such a it's so it's so weird. I started this thinking, oh, it'd be nice to hear how people are experiencing the world. And yeah, everybody's locked inside, especially in Melbourne. It'd just be nice to hear outside things. And I've had such positive, beautiful feedback especially about episode two, which features my best mate who lives in Alice Springs, Ali, who went on a walk with her baby, Theo. Um, and Theo, I think, just turned seven months old. But by, at the time of recording, it's probably five, five and a bit months. Um, and just hearing Ali and Theo walk through Alice, walk past the hospital walk past people having a chat, having a conversation, um, hearing the birds, hearing the trucks kind of hurl down, hurl down the main streets. Really, I mean, for me and for, I know, some listeners kind of allowed them to escape and, and kind of put themselves in somebody else's life, even if it was just for, for 14 minutes or however long it went for. Um, so yeah, it's been really, really great. We've had a whole heap of different sorts of ones. Um, and I'm really excited for the ones that I've got coming up. Can I just put a call out? If you, dear listener, are interested in, uh, featuring on the show, if you could go to mixeverett.com forward slash outside world, that's M-I-K-S-E-V-E-R-I-T-T.com slash outside world or one word um there's information there all the episodes are up there too if you're intrigued and want to have a listeners to as to how the episodes sound 
um, yeah, it'd be great if you could send in some, some audio. That'd be fantastic. That link will be down in the show notes as well, so no excuses to miss out. Um, you know, if you're going to try and step on my toes for construction sounds, uh, I will come after you. So just let that be a warning to everyone. It's mine. It's all mine. Um, anything else you want to shout out? Um, look, I'm sure there'll be something that will come to me as soon as I finish recording. Um <laughs> No, no, look, n- nothing really. If, if I don't know, if folk are interested in giving me some audio editing gigs, that'd be great. Uh, I wish I could outsource all my audio editing. Oh, uh, mate. Problem is, I have no money. Yeah, well, come into some money and I'll do it all for you. I mean, it's as simple as that. Come into some money. Yeah, well, uh, that is we'll life. See. You know? Oh pandemic has screwed everything um me what am i yes i am going to be incredibly busy uh by the time this comes out the afl draft will have happened um which means that my brain is a valuable commodity for a little while um so i'll be (laughs) doing lots of work around the aflw draft um how each of those new players will fit into their new sides what they'll bring um, and maybe what clubs will still be missing. So if you're interested at all in AFLW and, and how lists are shaping up for 2021 after the draft happens, um, head to sirensport.com.au or to playonradio.live. Um, the blog there has been fully revamped and updated because I realised that I needed to do that. Um, so I've been doing a lot of writing. Um, as I said today, I've been doing a lot of work on stats and and scoring and things like that so i've got a few pieces in the works right now around aflw come season 2021 um so if you're interested in that sort of stuff or if you have a passing interest and want to learn more um yeah seek me out because i'm more than happy to talk about that sort of stuff and i know that people like mix really don't want to hear me talk about that sort of stuff so i it would be best if i directed that to people where it actually counted, I guess. No, but can I just say on that? Um, sure, I'm not a big sports person. Except for men's basketball, apparently. Because <laughs> I grew up watching it anyway. I know, I'm mocking um, you. Uh, but hearing you and hearing what you've done with Siren in particular and what you did with Play on Radio, um, what you've done with this podcast, Australian Jams, you are... I, I just find your drive incredible, Gemma. And I just, I love hearing about people who are driven and what they're doing because it motivates me to get get off my ass and actually get shit done too. So whilst I don't necessarily relate to a lot of the sport content, hearing you talk about how, how much you've got going on and what you've been able to achieve has just been, like, I nev- that never gets tired. That's so nice. <laughs> um, someone pay me to do that stuff. Yes, it's please really pay idea. Gemma. Yeah? She's she's worth it. More than worth I lost, it. I've, I've lost so much work this year, you guys. <laughs> oh. Someone pay me to write about football, please, or to talk about football, or to, you know, go through stats, because that's... I, before we started recording today, I was showing Mix the notebook I'd been working on <laughs> with all my stats workings, and he kind of recoiled. So that's a, you know picture of what my life is like Mm. um yeah pay us is where we're going with this pretty much uh other than that (laughs) i'll be back with another episode of australian jams shortly ideally it'll be on schedule but i at the moment (laughs) i just can't guarantee that so it will be out when it's out it will probably be on schedule but don't get your hopes up is all i'm saying (laughs) um also uh you can find outside world wherever you get your podcasts as well. So go yep. and subscribe to that. Um, maybe you'll hear my the construction of my parents' neighbours. That'll be fun for you. Um, otherwise, thanks, Mix, for this chat. No worries, Gemma. Thanks for having me on again. Again. Uh, we'll, be back, we'll be back in November, if you can believe it. Um, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Mix just rolled his eyes a lot. Uh, yeah, we'll be back in November. By then, maybe we'll be able to leave 5Ks from our house. Maybe. But no guarantees at this point because people keep doing stupid things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm not getting my hopes up. 
<laughs> Let's be honest. What a positive when note it happens, to, it happens. to end the show on. But in the meantime, uh, you can find Mix where? You can find me at Mix Everett on Twitter and Instagram. That's at M-I-K-S-E-V-E-R-I-T-T. Uh, you can also, yeah, find Outside World wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for Outside World. Yeah. There's a siren. Siren at me at a... Mix House as well. Yeah, it's all happening in Flemington. Yeah, there's a fair bit going on. Um, I, you can find me on Twitter at GL Bastiani or Play on Radio Melbourne, um, or on Instagram, Gemma L Bastiani or Play on Radio Melbourne. So come and find me there. I will, you know, keep tweeting about footy, um, Play on Radio Melbourne or Australian Jams is more music stuff. So, you know, that's probably where you want to be listeners of this podcast. Um, yeah. Otherwise we'll see you in a month's time. See ya. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.